Well, hey there everybody, guess what? It's time for episode 9 of Life Downloaded. I am Dan Edge, and as always, I am joined by the superstar that is the lovely Samantha Rank. Hello, have you missed us? We are back, fear not. And so are the builders, so they might be a bit noisy today. (laughs) They've been drilling, they've been hammering, so if you hear them, you know why. But what do we talk about in episode 9? We have had quite a feisty podcast, haven't we? We've got everything off our chests. Uh, We have been talking about Extinction Rebellion. (laughs) We've been talking about eugenics. Yes, we sure have. And we've had a bit of a giggle along the way, as per usual. So join us after this musical interlude. And welcome back to Life Downloaded. Fear not, we haven't gone anywhere. We Honest. Are, no, no, it's true. We're here. We are here. Promise. So, apologies for our a little hiatus, uh, shall we say? But we are back, and we are on top form. And um, I am Samantha Rank, and uh, I am with my lovely pod husband oh, i am dan edge aka the pod husband pod husband nice to be in your ears once again exactly so yeah we've we've had a couple of weeks like on on missing i suppose is the best way to describe it we've yeah been but we've been missing because we've got super busy well You've got Wait, super we busy. We know, we have both been super, super, duper busy. And unfortunately, I had, because I've been super busy and probably not taking some me time, I ended up having a stress fracture. If you, li- Yes, I know. Well, if you listen to our last episode, I was talking about my teeth. And um, in between that, I cracked another tooth. Um, so I think that was just all a little bit too much for my body and I had a stress fracture and unfortunately last week although we were going to record uh this episode I I had to decline and stay in bed and do some um recovery but I am back on phone Dan um you are happy to know I'm already supplying you with copious amounts of biscuits and Jaffa cakes uh yes so all is good and I am feeling much better mentally and Physically, so hurrah! Way. But that doesn't mean that I won't not moan about things. No, of so course not. Of course there's always not. things to moan about. This is what this podcast is all about. No, it's not. It's not. But um, is it? Is it well, a little bit? We we have a, we we vent a little bit on this vent, podcast. That's a nice word. We vent. Yep. But yeah, no. Um, you know, you have been crazy busy. We've been crazy busy. Life downloaded. Even made it onto national TV. We did. Life yeah. downloaded team. Woo. Um, yes, yeah, so two weeks ago it was now. I I sometimes do a show called uh, Jeremy Vine on Channel Five, which is a panel show. I don't know how to describe it. It's more of a current like, affairs current panel affairs. show. Is yeah. probably the. Uh, I know you're thinking, why on earth do they invite you on there? <laughs> um, I think that sometimes myself. But no, so I, I'm a. I, I kind of I don't know whether I'd say I'm a regular, but I'm I'm getting there, and I. I, they wanted to know about Life Downloaded, which they was did. absolutely amazing. So uh, Dan joined me in the audience um, 
for those of you. I shaved you, and everything. You did shave. You got you. You're quite proud of that, weren't you, Dan? Yeah, what that I shaved. You, you yeah. Te- you texted me and went, "Hang on, I just need to go and book in with my." Um, what do they call it? Barber. Barber. That's yeah. the one. That's the one. Doing really well, aren't we? You are, yeah. Episode nine. Can't even speak at the moment. Um, yeah, so that was great. I think it was great to talk about Life Downloaded in general, introduce us as a team, because we do now come as a bit of a package. We do. Um, and actually, it was just quite nice for you to see what I do at work. Because obviously, you get to see me on the telly. Indeed. But, um, yeah, you don't get to see, you know, what goes on behind. I don't get to see you at the telly. At the telly, yeah. yeah. On it, but not at it. And now I've seen you at it. That exactly. sounds wrong, doesn't so what it? what did you think of the showdown? No, I, I like it. Um, I kind of want to be on the same side of the desk as Yay. you. Like, could you imagine if they took us on as a pair? I know, right? <laughs> My, both our egos on there. I don't know about that. Well, you know, I... Um, I did get spoken to by the lovely Jeremy. He is really nice. Everybody yeah. everybody that sort of says, you know, have you met Jeremy Vine? He's really nice. I can honestly say Jeremy Vine is really nice. Yeah, they're all really <laughs> great on the show. They're a good team. Indeed. Um, and Indeed. it's nice, you know, kind of, I think that's built my confidence because the more you do something, the more comfortable and the more relaxed and the more confident you become. And I think, um, you know, particularly when you have a disability, not only are you thinking about logistics, so, you know, getting um, on the state because they've got a little platform, you know, getting on there safely, have they got a ramp, um, have they got an accessible bathroom? So not only are you juggling that, but you're also very mindful full of you know um opportunities still um for people with disabilities within media are quite limited mm-hmm. so i honestly feel like every time i do something even though my confidence has grown i genuinely feel like um um that you know i've got to get like in a job interview like i've really got to <laughs> oversell myself yeah. and i've got to perform 100 percent. so there's never that room for me to maybe just sit back and and in and I don't know, no, I do enjoy it. That's wrong to say I don't enjoy it. But you know what I mean? I always kind of feel like I've got to prove something even more than everyone else that I'm sat on the panel with. Yeah, you're wary that because you're one of the few disabled panellists that they have, yeah. that you represent 20% of the UK population. Yeah, which, at, you know... And you well, feel... Let's not put it like that. Let's just put the fear of God in me. Didn't really think of it like that. Well, thanks, Dan. Thanks for drawing that attention <laughs> that, to me. That was not my goal. Um, but, you know, because, like you say, that having uh, deaf and disabled people on panel shows and, and just TV in general, we're, we're limited numbers. It's like me, you know, when I've done TV commercials and other stuff on TV, you're well aware that you're one of I don't want to say the lucky few because you earn no, the spot no. but you, you're you one of the few people that represents a really underrepresented group of people oh totally totally um, so and just for your own personal development like you know when I'm sure you're the same when I did my Maltese advert and you did your Paddy Power advert you know I mean the response from that was really great and mm. we, you know there were great accomplishments but you know there was someone inside of me and also all the ran, you know random strangers would say uh, that they thought that that would really go on to other things not saying that I've been doing nothing no. since then however you know um, as actors or as uh, you know in the creative industry as someone with a disability um, it's even does it doesn't just because you've succeeded doesn't mean that that will roll on to something else you know i exactly. think i think success is infinite 
you know, isn't infinite, you know, like it, it just, it, it's, it's potluck. Exactly. And, Every, everybody kind of goes, oh, you've done that ad. So like your career. What are you doing must, now? Where's your Oscar? Exactly. Your career must be skyrocketing. And it's like, no. No, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it doesn't work like that for other actors as well. So no, exactly. It's, it's not, uh, it's, you know, it's not just isolated because we are disabled, but I would say having a disability you know, limits us again. Exactly. You know, um, so why have we chosen this profession, honestly? Because um, <laughs> I really can't do anything else. Okay. <laughs> of course you can. Of course you can. Well, I've got I've got the skills to, but from like a mental health and like self-worth perspective, I yeah. can't do anything else. Of course, I, I completely um, get that. So, yeah, I could do other work quite possibly, but I... I couldn't do other work for my own sanity um, <laughs> um so yeah so that was really great i really enjoyed um bit of, like you know sharing that experience with you and thank you to jeremy fine yeah, on fire thank, uh, thank you, know. you to all the crew yeah, that made me feel welcome exactly and you know i did challenge jeremy to come and train to be a wrestler i know and if you're listening because he did listen he did the podcast he list- that kind of scared me then because in my head i was thinking oh my god what have i said about jeremy vine on the podcast no 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 he, he, listened, quite nice? he listened to part of episode eight because he came into me in the green room and said i'd love to listen to it can i listen to some of it while i'm in makeup amazing so genuinely he took my phone handed it back to me at the start oh. of the show and, <laughs> and had listened to a bit of episode 8 while he was eating my cupcake I made cupcakes and brought them into everyone yeah see um, it's not just then, me that she feeds oh my goodness so yeah I really am a feeder um, but you know what it was hilarious so I made these little chocolate cupcakes and then I put put them in really nice cupcake boxes and then and then I had this realisation of okay how am I going to transport them because obviously I can't put them on the side because they'll get smushed. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I'm wheeling my wheelchair. I can't really balance them. On your lap, because so that's to, a nightmare yeah, so waiting to happen. So I had to, to sadly put them in a bag and put them on the back of my chair. No. So by the time they got there, they were just like... And I decorated mm-hmm. them lovely. Oh, there was just like a did. big mush. But then, do you know what? I had this like really like panicked feeling. I don't know anyone else out there who is maybe, maybe a little bit neurotic like me <laughs> at times. But I just thought, oh my goodness, like, what if? Um, one of my hairs got in there oh. and I've just given them to like Jeremy and the whole crew like Storm and everyone you know and I just kept thinking oh my goodness what if what if because you know I'm, I'm doing it in my own kitchen thankfully my cat doesn't have hair so I didn't have to worry about that no but yeah I was going oh my goodness can you imagine how embarrassing would that be it would it would but <laughs> from, from the feedback that I got while I was sort of rolling around the studios everybody was like cake yes <laughs> everybody was just excited they were cake but if us being on jeremy vine wasn't enough miss samantha rank oh what else have i done you have just been voted into this year's power 100 oh, yeah. power 100 of whoop, whoop. influential disabled people yes so check Yay, you out yeah, so this is for the Shore Trust, which is a charity, um, and they have every year the top 100 um, power list, um, and this is my second year in a row for being in the top 100, which is a great mm-hmm. achievement. I mean, if nothing else, they, they kind of have a swanky um, little um, do, and I just like catching up with a lot of my friends, because a lot of my friends are on the power list. So um, apart from, you know, having that recognition, it's great to be recognised for the work um, you know, and, and kind of be, and I suppose, a bit of a role model. Um, but it's just nice kind of 
celebrating other people within the community. Mm. Um, I know that sometimes people, um, well, there's been some backlash on the top 100 um, from from some people saying that, oh, you know, um, you shouldn't kind of, you know, everybody, I don't know, because everybody has different ways of being a disability advocate or, you know, so why should we single out 100 people? And I'm a bit... Because not everyone's in the position for, like you or I are maybe no. to get out there and do that. But then equally, I don't think just because you're not in that position doesn't mean that you shouldn't celebrate people that clearly do do a lot for others. Exactly. You know, I it's... mean, not every disabled person is a dis- disability campaigner. No. And I think that's what a lot of people think. Like, yeah. just because you're disabled, you need to be flying the flag. You need to be a Paralympian. You need to be flying the flag. You need to... You need to be, you know, collecting money outside of Sainsbury's, mm. uh, you know, for a good cause. That's just not the case. Um, uh, so, so yeah, so ultimately, great... Um, uh, you know, I feel very blessed and very honoured to be on the list. And um, congratulations to all my fellow... Um, activist campaigners um, who were on there with me. Indeed, and what I like about the the Power One Hundred, it's because you you know what it's like working in our industry in in the arts and in the media. You're in a bit of a bubble, not like the Westminster bubble. We do understand <laughs> what's going yes. on in the outside world, but you are in a bit of a bubble in the fact that you see a lot of people regularly that mm. you know. You, we see guys that are in the industry all the time. We cross paths because we go to events, like anybody that works oh, in yeah, an it's industry. Oh, quite an ancestral little group of people. And I, and I think <laughs> I think every industry is. But what yeah. I like about the the Power One Hundred is not only does it focus on people like yourself and myself yeah. that are in the media, it focuses on people that are in the charity sector. Oh, completely. It focuses education. on people that are in the education sector, in the business sector. And these are people that I wouldn't cross paths with. No. And in lots of ways, <laughs> I might argue they deserve to be there more than than I would if I ever made power. Yeah. Not that I'm... Not no, that I'm... <laughs> no. But, but, yeah, you're completely right. And I'm um, flicking through the power list, cause, which is really great. They always have everyone's contact details on there, so you can kind of network. Brilliant. Um, and there's a guy... Oh, I'm really bad with names, and I don't have it in front of me. There's a guy who's also got OI, brittle bones like me, mm. and he is like a psychiatrist. Amazing. And I was like, can you please kind in someone, please? <laughs> and I just found that, because that's a job that I... Um, kind of dipped into like, I studied sociology and I, there was something that I really toyed with you know I did a counselling course etc so it was absolutely great because um, the, the OI community um, so osteogenesis and perfecta we're, we're quite a close knit community and we are very supportive of one another we hate each other at times we're like a dysfunctional family like honestly but we equally kind of love each other as well yeah. um, so it was great to see someone um with OI, you know, doing a, an amazing job. But equally, isn't that funny that I kind of went, oh my goodness, really? And isn't that, you know, going back to like this internalised ableism that I kind of have, that I was shocked that someone with OI was a shrink. Well, this is it. Do you know what I mean? So uh, even I, why, I shocked but, myself. And why not? But I will have to say this. Thanks to you, Miss Rank. Me? Yes. I have indirectly been mentioned on the Power 100 for the first time. <laughs> because, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> because when you read your lovely bit of blurb that oh, says yes. how amazing you are, you do a really good job at mentioning me and Life Downloaded. So yeah. thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> we are a team. Yeah, we are indeed. 
So it is the first time that I have been mentioned on the Power 100 list. Well, Not... we need to get you on there officially, don't we, Dan? Well, you know, maybe I don't deserve to be on it. Who knows? No, don't say that. <laughs> don't feel sorry for him, guys. Guys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, there, there's some awesome, awesome people on the Power 100, and... I think you can look at it online, can't you? You can. Yeah, you can. The... You can you know look what? at. I will by the end of the podcast. I will get the. I will bring it up and I'll give you the link. Actually, but anyway, do you know what? Talking of uh, things that aren't have been so pleasant at the moment. Mm, we've um, talked about all the nice stuff. Yeah, we talked about nice stuff. We've got a few interesting subjects that we've been looking at during the week that we wanted to draw attention to because it's really got our back up. Mm. Um, so the first thing for me is um, the lovely Extinction Rebellion group. Um, so I live in London, so for anyone who doesn't know who they are, they are a... Global... Yeah, how would you describe them? They're a global climate activist movement that feel governments and so on and so forth aren't doing enough to stop stop and withhold climate change. Yeah, so which is great. I think we're all in, um, kind of, we, we all agree that climate change is a serious matter and... You know, we need to stop thinking about how we can, you know, slow down the effects that, you know, mankind of, you know, basically trash the earth. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've been very disrespectful when we trash the earth. However, um, London has been, for the past two weeks, at a little bit of a standstill, particularly central London, um, because of these climate um, protesters. And how it's affected me personally is obviously I rely on um, getting around um, either public transport or black black cabs who are accessible. And I've had to, um, well, I've I've been stopped from going out and about for the past two weeks. Even the power the power list, uh, which we just were talking about, that the that engagement was actually at the Houses of Parliament, uh, and a lot of the people couldn't get there because of um, the protesters. And I've also been talking to, on that day, I was talking to a number of police officers and I've been talking to a number of cab drivers and they were saying that they've actually stopped um, ambulances getting to, there's there's a St. Thomas's down the road from Parliament, stopped ambulances getting to and from um, hospital, which I just find, you know, I, I find it very disrespectful, yes, we have got an issue with climate change, but actually stopping services like ambulances getting to hospital, speaking as someone that uses an ambulance a lot, and also someone who lost a parent, and, um, you know, uh, ambulances were vital in, in all them situations. That makes my blood boil, and I just think, yes, they've got a lot of media attention, and yes, we're talking about it, but actually, I've now lost respect for them, and because uh, I've had a bit of abuse online because I've written about this um, from from a few of the um, kind of call them eco eco warriors I suppose um, I've actually it's had the adverse effect on me mm. I kind of wanted to be an ally but actually now because of their attitude I've been a little bit like well screw you yeah it's it's a challenge because I think the majority of the people involved in Extinction Rebellion, probably if they heard that ambulances had been stopped, would be like, that's not what we're trying to achieve. Um, Do you think? I, 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 I don't know. Because I don't think I, so. I've seen, I've seen other examples where 
they've openly said, look, if you're an ambulance, if you're if you're police, come through. But it's like it's like every every group of people that are trying to achieve something. Um, there's always a group that w- there's yeah, always sections of that group that are going to be extremist. more extreme fundamentalist yeah. but actually then if you've got a fraction within your group that are fundamentalists is it not up to you then to go actually there's no place for you here I agree yeah um, that I will agree with you know and I, I just think um, I you know I, I might not have children you you don't particularly want to have children no nope. why, why should then we be even more penalised because we're not going to be you know kind of having more like offspring to add to the carbon no, emission indeed. so and then you're actually saying so I've, I would say we've already made that sacrifice that's our sacrifice to the universe yeah to global warming and um, by not having procreating so there and then on top of that you're saying you can't leave your house because everyone needs to be on a bike mm. you know it's like actually um disabled people already battle on a daily basis so for them for you to turn around and go you need to sacrifice even more because of the plight of the universe when most of them people have still got mobile phones or televisions in their home or washing machines or tumble dryers um you know what? Why aren't you working with a disabled community to come up with better solutions instead of going? We don't care about you. Stay at home because our lungs are more important, or our children's futures are more important. Because actually, I don't really care about the. I don't. I genuinely, at the moment, the way they've been to me, particularly, and to all the people within the community, I don't actually care. I might be dead tomorrow. Mm. Why do I care? I'm not going to have kids. Why well, I'm going to? And and also, you want me to stay in my house. I think, I think that that was a ramble, wasn't it? It was no, but it's it's a valid one, and it's how you're feeling. And I think there is definitely a a gap within the um, stop climate change movement, whether it's Extinction Rebellion or just the general public, where there is a massive gap in terms of disabled people's input. Yeah, um, completely. And I mean, outside of Extinction Rebellion, it's a case of we go. We've talked about it before. I'm sure we have on other episodes. The the single-use plastic straw debacle, mm. um, and that's a prime example of. I understand people want to do to do good and want to save the planet, but it's a case of there are worse polluters than plastic straws, massively. Of course. Um, Namely, big business and so on and so forth. Well, and then news today, it was about Lego. How much plastic Lego produces on a daily basis. Yes, they produce a huge amount of plastic. But uh, to Lego's credit, I believe they're also looking at environmental they alternatives. Are. They are. So, you know, <laughs> Sorry, Lego. I'm not going to rip Lego to pieces. <laughs> and as somebody that owns some Lego... <laughs> what, that I own Lego? <laughs> No, 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 no. I've still got Lego up in the loft somewhere, I tell you. But no, it's true. Um, you know, there, there's there's bigger businesses that have a more big, well, a larger carbon footprint than than the individual that probably need to look at what they're doing before anything else. But it is a case of, I definitely think there needs to be some stronger disabled voices listen to within the environmentalist movement Mm. of going, we fully support you because I don't think anybody 
unless they are completely self-indulged, doesn't want to save the planet. Well, I don't know. Right now, I'm a little bit like, meh. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I'm joking. I'm joking. Please don't attack me on social media for saying Indeed. that. No, I'm not. And I completely agree with you. Like, you know, I am... Um, do you know what the irony is? So I'm, I'm obviously half German. And in Germany, we are kind of the pioneers of things like uh, recycling. Um, you know, we... we I've been brought up with that ingrained in me, mm. you know, more so than any of my kind of fellow Brits. Yes. You know, that because in Germany we like, um, um, what's it called? Renew- renewable energy is massive, like mm. massive. You know, we've got things like Fantgeld. So, um, you know, uh, you don't have, you have a lot of gla- glass containers instead of plastic and you take yep. them back and you get money for it. Yep. This has been happening since like the 50s mm. in Germany. So I find it kind of a little bit annoying when someone attacks me personally going, you really don't care about it. It's like, hang on a minute, I've probably got less carbon footprint than than a lot of you, you know, because I got brought up. That was one of the first things that we learn as a child uh, with a German background. Um, And if anyone from Germany is listening, which I know that happened once, uh, you will completely know what I'm talking about. Mm. But yeah, do you know what? It's just frustrating because... You know, I, I, like many disabled people, we fight on a daily basis for our independence. And the one thing that we fear the most is, you know, losing our health and losing our independence, which is obviously inter, intertwined. Yes. And when you get a group of people basically saying that your needs are lesser than everyone else's, it annoys me because aren't we in this together? Mm. Aren't we in this together? Aren't we sharing the same planet? Yes, yes. we are. So I think what you echoing what you just said, completely, we, we need to... I mean, I would love to go and work with them and be mm. like, right, you know, how can we, you know, include? Because what you're doing is you are turning people against you. Mm. And I am on the cusp. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, and that And that's fair enough. I mean... You know, protests are always problematic. It's of the nature. Of course they are. It's now the they're nature. part of a protest, and we are talking about it. Yeah. You know, um, we, look, we've we've devoted the past what how many minutes to probably talking 10. about them, and that's probably what they want. Hmm. You know, um, what is it? What's that expression? All news? No, all news all is pu- good news. All publicity. There's no such thing as bad that's publicity. The one. That's the I don't one. know. I mean. There, I mean, there definitely not, is such a thing I've as bad publicity. I've not done my sex tape yet, so... Um, oh, hey. Oh, hey. So um, people will be trolling the internet now looking for the <laughs> Sam Rank sex tape. Um, while I've brought it up, so completely going back to what we were talking about earlier... The, what, sex the short, No, no, the sure <laughs> Trust Power. So if you yes, want, the Power 100. Uh, if you want to see who is on that list, uh, you it's on the website disabilitypower100.com. So that's disabilitypower100.com. Oh, I feel like I'm on one of them. Um, to, to listen to the message again, yeah. please press, press. press one. Oh. Uh, what has got your goat? That's what's annoyed me this week. Extinction Rebellion. Yeah. Dan, what, oh. has, what has tickled your pickle? Oh, well, <laughs> that is a different question. Tickle but, your pickle. But what has annoyed me this week? Well... I do fancy a pickle now, actually. Uh, Sorry. That's I bet a, you do. That's a, that's a German trait again. <laughs> Um, what has annoyed me this week? Well, there's been numerous things. Go on. But I think... Tell me. Tell, tell Auntie Sammy. Oh, well, I think one of the things that infuriated me most this week actually came out yesterday. And it was an article in the Times. 
And the article in the Times, sadly it's behind a paywall, so you can't all go watch it unless you subscribe to the Times. Or, oh, that's so or annoying, it. isn't it? It is. When did newspapers start doing that? It's infuriating. It is. But I, I you know, in the modern sort of industry, I kind of get it, because they're not selling papers, money, so money, they need money, to make money, their money, money somewhere. Sucks. Indeed. Money sucks. Right, get sorry. But, I'm, I'm sidetracking. But basically... I'm, I'm gonna pull this. I'm gonna pull this up now, so I can read the article. And um, while Dan is finding that specific article, because I think it's important that um, he reads an extract from it, just mm. so you actually grasp what. Because I, I just read it before before we started recording, and I was like, "What? Huh? What? What?" Mm. Um, and also, if you can hear background noise, funnily enough, um, the building work is still <laughs> continuing. Um, and driving me insane. Um, so I do apologise for that on behalf of the quite cute builders um, oh, uh, that we've mentioned what is, the, what is the cuteness rating on the builders at the moment? I mean, there's just one that I really, really like. It's kind of like a bit beardy. Um, uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> know. I just keep like watching him in a weird way. Do you and wave now, at him out of the window? No, see, the thing is, I don't think, because I've got like tinted windows, so I don't think they can really... I can see them, but they can't see me that clearly. Oh, so you could be parading around naked well, in, front of, in well, front of this builder. Hang and on, hang no on. That, that was fine in the summer months. However, now I keep my internal lights on, oh. which... Um, kind of defeats the object of having the tinted. Ah, oh, so yes. it removes the tint. Well, yeah, you know what I mean? So I now feel as though they can quite possibly see me when I'm sat there. So they can put the back is essentially what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's going to get more interesting now that it's getting darker and darker. But hey-ho, I just need to be very mindful of, you know, to put clothes on, which might be hard for me. Anyway, Dan, what, 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 <laughs> going back to serious things, yeah. um, the Times, what did you read in the Times? The Times, well, the Times posted an, an article yesterday, which was the 14th of October, which basically said that the re, I think they may have adapted the article since, which, which, oh, they have, possibly. Um, which basically said the reason there is a shortage in schools funding right is because there's more pupils with SCN special educational needs in the system so non-disabled pupils are losing out because they have to bridge the gap to cover the costs of Mm -hmm. special educational needs students now this infuriated me I I can understand. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I will happily acknowledge that somebody with special educational needs, whatever they may be, I'm not really a fan of that term, but that mm-hmm. is the term that is is used, um, will cost more because they need more support. Right. Um, you know, in terms of man hours, they might need a learning support assistant. I think that's still their official titles. I don't know. These change all the time. Um, so they may need more manpower or whatever. So there is an extra cost. I appreciate that. However, to blame that for the shortfalls in funding for non-disabled pupils is outrageous. And I'm being very calm and calculated about this right now. Because <laughs> I could swear. I did swear on Twitter. So please forgive me if you read that. Did um, you swear on Twitter? I did. 
My exact, my exact. And you didn't even put like a little star instead of. Did you write the whole swear word? I, I did. Goodness me, who I, have you become? I know, um, because to blame the shortfall in funding on the fact that there's more deaf and disabled students in mainstream education, it's not their fault. They are as entitled to education mm-hmm. as any non-disabled student. What should be blamed is governmental policy on the funding of education. Yeah. <laughs> not as the, a whole. Yeah. Not the fact that, you know, it's oh the disabled students are stealing all the money, that's why your kids aren't getting and I the think education this is, they deserve. I think this is the danger, isn't it? When you have an inclusive school, which I am all for inclusivity, mm. you know, you get parents, and I kind of get it playing off one another because you get a classroom, and I'm speaking from experience as a teacher and also as an SEN teacher, um, uh, whereby you have a child that is included in the school and maybe, it's maybe not the best place for her or him in certain situations because, um, you know, they don't have the, the support that they need and actually some of the other children get distracted um, and maybe their, their own um, education suffers. But that isn't the, the fault of the children. But, no. but, but what happens is that's what gets portrayed mm. and that's when people... T- parents go i don't want an inclusive classroom where actually as you made earlier if there was enough support staff in there if classes were different differentiated correctly you know um then everyone could actually benefit and and work work really well and no one would suffer um in the classroom no and it's about all-round educational funding and i think what upsets me more than usual about this is i just watched and i recommend anybody watch it if you can if it's available Mm. in your area a tremendous documentary a very challenging documentary on eugenics um fronted Mm -hmm. by your friend and mine the lovely adam pearson yes as well as a lady whose name escapes me which is really terrible but she is amazing (laughs) Um, yes I'm so bad with names. I, I do apologise. So am I. So I apologise. She is amazing. Um, and the documentary is amazing. It's available on BBC iPlayer. It's a two-parter, two hours in total. Really challenging. And it looks as eugenics as a science, as it mm. was sort of talked about when it was first thought of and how it's affected society and how it's still embedded in society today. And I think what infuriated me more than anything is in that documentary, they show examples of Nazi propaganda mm-hmm. that literally shows disabled people cost non-disabled people so much more Yeah, in they, tax money. the images. Do you know what? Um, I did a genocide course at university, mm. and um, I, I looked at that. You know, so it's Josef Goebbels, yes. who was the head of the propaganda for the for the Nazi party. Yeah. And though, yeah, and it, and it was, it was like how much disabled people cost. The non-disabled, and you, and I mean the parallels now are just frightening, aren't they? Exactly, and this is this is what infuriates me because you have a debate about schools funding, and you say, well, it's the disabled people's fault; they're costing you more money, and your your kids aren't getting the education they mm-hmm. deserve because of it. This is echoing Nazi propaganda, which is scary, scary because you know the majority of people read a headline. Mm-hmm. Um, I genuinely, I 
seriously think, having looked at the article on my phone, the headline may have changed on this article since I read read it yesterday. Um, but I can't confirm or deny that because I haven't got a screenshot to prove <laughs> it. I should have. Um, so, yeah, that's really scary um, in the fact that, you know, the Times is not a small publication. The Times is not a niche publication. Um, and to, to put to put that kind of theory out there mm. just shows how how deeply something like eugenics and and these ideas are are spreading again which is as a disabled person and is I scary. think yeah and I think you know the current climate where everyone you know uh, hate disability hate crime is on the increase um and you and I will both know that you know trolling uh, is just out of control mm-hmm. i mean no matter who you are but particularly when you have a disability and i think the thing is i think these negative attitudes have always been there they've not on it's not a new phenomenon no um you know no, but no, no. um people have and i've said this time and time again when i've done interviews um you know disabled people kind of left alone you know we were pitied we were felt sorry for but but we weren't a threat we weren't a threat. Like, we were in the corner. We stayed at home. We lived at parents. We didn't go out to work. We didn't socialise. And people were fine with that. Now, now we're like, hell to the no. We go out. We get drunk. We're on your televisions. We're doing this. We're in your... We're in, we, you know, we're like cockroaches. We're everywhere. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'd like to be associated <laughs> with a cockroach. I don't know. Well, we, we never die. We're hardy, aren't we? Yeah. Um, we'll survive the nuclear we all, holocaust. We, we will. No. Um <laughs> But, but, you know, but now we've got a voice, that's when it's like, hang on a minute, you want that and you want a new wheelchair? I don't think so. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, I say again, time and time again, what we, what we ask for, it's not, you know, we don't want a shiny unicorn, we want equal rights. Indeed. We want equal rights. You know, just like the gay community fought for equal rights, so just like the trans community, just like the, you know, the black community, you know? Um... We're not asking for anything out of the ordinary. No. We're asking to live an autonomous life and support ourselves. So, you know, going back to like the Extinction Rebellion and all the pedestrianisation and all the bike cycle lanes, you know, being put in. If you stop us from going out, then we're not working. Mm. And you know what that means? Then we're on benefits. Yeah. And then we will cost the state. Yes, you know, so it, people need to look at the bigger picture. Mm. And and talking of, like, you know, people's attitudes and us sat in the corner, this is the other thing that infuriated me this week, is the fact that it's now apparently been removed, but I read an article in the Daily Mirror. <laughs> this makes it I love how they remove things. Uh, I mean... Yeah. I, I, just man up and like you know sorry I shouldn't use that word yeah. uh, but you know like if you're going to publish something stick to it mm. and and you know get the criticism yeah. that you deserve but the Job Centre Plus a local Job Centre Plus I can't remember which one because I'm skimming the article right now but they released a guide um, when, for applying as a claimant for benefits when describing your condition it says avoid words that sound worse than they are right e.g. E- chronic degenerating etc you may You're not allowed to use these words apparently not you may find it helpful 
to use official diagnosis terms. Well, hang on a minute. Back up a minute. This isn't what the employers are told. This is what someone like myself... Yeah, this is for a claimant. Wow. Right? You you may find it helpful to use official diagnosis terms, e.g. multiple sclerosis, PTSD. Equally, you may wish to avoid terms such as depression, ME, or lower back pain, etc. And use more general terms such as low mood or mental health condition, a fatigue-related condition, an ongoing pain condition, etc. Try to use language that most people would understand or relate to. Understand or relate to? That's not our job, though. No, and I, I can't help but feel there has probably been, no, much like the environmental movement that we've spoken about, mm. no disabled people's input. input into this document. Oh, of course not. And it sounds to me, if I've got my cynical head on, that the non-disabled people that deal with the disabled people in the local job centre every day go, oh, that sounds really harsh, and we can't stop them claiming benefits if they sound really bad. Now, that's me being very cynical, and there is no evidence to that. You're probably right, though. And, and, you know, it is just a statement. Please don't come and arrest me. Um, But it does feel like... Well, if they use less horrible language, then they're obviously not as disabled as, as they should be, and we can we can take their benefits away, if I'm being really cynical. And oh, that's probably what it is, though. Mm. I mean, come on, you're not being cynical at all. Do you know what? It's all... Going back to disabled people cost so much money to uphold, mm. you know, everything to, is, it just goes back to money. But it's the same, I mean, going back to the eugenics um, programme. Yeah. Uh, the last episode was talking about how you know, uh, lower classes get penalised. So, like, with um, child tax credits, basically, you know, what they say is after two children, you don't get paid tax credits. Mm. So um, poor people can't have more than two children. Oh, no. That's the same thing, but it's the same for the disabled community. Yeah, You know, you can't use um, um, horrendous um, words, you know, that make you sound really, really, um, you know, kind of uh, in need of help so that we don't need to give you money. Mm. It's exactly the same. It does seem like that. Now, I have to say that that document has now been removed from the Good. Department of Work and Pensions, and rightfully so. And it was only because disability activists turned around and went, This is shit. Okay, and non cynical. You've mm. done your cynical um, spiel. Yes. <laughs> As a non cynic, uh, what do you think that was about? I think. It may have been well placed in the fact that, you know, they're like, be positive and look at what you can achieve. Use the right language. Don't use depression. Just say you've got a low mood. But if you are depressed, how can you how can you turn around in one sentence and say, use clinical language, like name your condition like PTSD, but then at the same time, don't use the word depression? Well, do you know what? And it's, it's really funny because when <laughs> I... I did, uh, I mean, a very basic um, counselling course, um, and we, you know, we looked at mirroring and paraphrasing, mm-hmm. and you know, particularly when you are dealing with people that have depression, have anxiety, you know, you can't deviate from those words. So if you said to me, "I'm depressed," 
I couldn't turn around to you and go, so you feel sad. Or I couldn't equally turn around to you and go, so you feel suicidal. Mm. You know, you have to stay to what's true to that individual. Yeah. And it's, I just find it really interesting. And I feel that, you know, like this, this podcast has possibly been a bit ranty. I feel like... Oh, no, I like it. Yeah. I think we should like be more like this. What, what do you think, Life Downloaded <laughs> listeners? I know. Should <laughs> we rant more? <laughs> Should we rant a bit more? Should we rant more? Because, you know, we like making you laugh as well. We like entertaining you. We don't want you to listen to the podcast and be like, oh, No, exactly. Um, but, you know, occasionally we need a rant. And there's been lots of stuff in the press this week. And also, we have had two weeks off, so I think we've just had this, like, um, building up. Exactly. It's, it's the release. Brewing. It's brewing. Like two weeks. Boom. Um, <laughs> so we've kind of exploded in your ears. Um, oh, that's a, not a good visual no, at all. No, probably no, probably not. And do you know what? I've got like a sweater on, but surprisingly, I'm really warm. Are you really warm? I am quite toasty, but, oh. then, but then I'm I'm naturally quite toasty. Oh. I am, as many ladies have said to me in the past, the human hot water bottle. <laughs> Lovely. So, that's yeah. a nice uh, image. But yes, should we should we cease to? Um, Rant and um, cease to rant, cease to rant because again, surprisingly, I'm hungry and I need a wee, as um, all good podcasts end. So, Sam's hungry, she needs a wee, but also, guys, remember, I think you can still watch us on Jeremy Vine on, on demand. I think so. Maybe we can put a link on the social media, yeah, we'll put a link on Let's social media that. if you haven't seen like us on Jeremy Vine. Also, remember, check out the Disability Power 100, yes. there's some epic people in there. Um, including the lovely Sam, and I get mentioned by name. Go me. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's some epic people in there. Um, so check them out. Follow those people on social media because they also give you all their social media links. They're amazing people. Check them out. Um, and yeah. Well, yes. And so, and, oh, my, how exciting. So the next episode will be episode 10. Episode 10. And we will have reached double figures. Double figures. Hurrah. So, I'm going to sign off because I really do need the toilet. Okay. Um, I have been Samantha Rang. I have been Dan Edge. This is episode 9, which we don't have a name for. (gasps) What should we do? Episode, oh. Episode 9. Episode 9. Oh my goodness. Um, (laughs) um, Do you know what? You have eaten all the Jaffas. Jaff off. Jaff off. <laughs> because it's been quite a, an aggressive just jaff off. Ja- just jaff off. I episode like that. episode nine, just J- jaff off. Just jaff Dan off. Dan eats a bunch of jaffa cakes. <laughs> and, and we, we rant about the world. <laughs> Amazing. Okie dokie. Ta-ra. See you later, lovely people. We've enjoyed being in your ears once again. And don't forget to join us for episode ten. Take care everybody. 